Hello, it's uh, Sam here, Records and Bands. Just jumping on for a quick one. Um, nipped down to Cardiff on Monday night. Saw the absolute legend of the game that is Jamie T. Had an absolutely wonderful time. I love him, man. There's just, just something about him. There's that balance of like, he's the most average looking bloke you, you, you could care to meet. But he is also an absolute genius. And, you know, just walks on stage and just owns it. Cry went mad for him. And he's just just got it. Got all in the palm of his hand. You know, I love Jamie T. He is one of like the most inspirational figures from, you know, my musical past, future, whatever. You know, I, I can't really say enough about him. I, I, what I like about him is that no one really does it like him. He comes and goes as he pleases. He's like an outdoor cat, really. You know, he just rocks up, drops an album like your cat drops a dead bird and fucks off again. Go do what he wants for a bit, safe in the knowledge that he can just turn back up and be amazing. And that's kind of what he's done this. You know, this new album, I haven't listened to it as much as I perhaps should have, but what I have heard and when I have heard it on, it's, it's brilliant. He is, man's a genius and he played a bit of the new album live and he played the real, you know, the hits off it, the bangers, which is what you want, I think. I think it's a tricky balance between playing new stuff when you're touring it, but also kind of giving people what they want, which is, you know, you want to have a good time. I love a deep cut. I love an album track, but had a gig, you know, you pay your money. You kind of want to see, hear the hits, really. Uh, and he did that, to be fair. He strutted out, did brand new bass guitar. He did, uh, So Lonely Was the Ballad, um, Back in the Game, Sticks and Stones, you know, Spider's Web. The only one he did, didn't do, and I thought about this the other day, he, uh, didn't do Calm Down Dearest, which is one of my favourite songs, but it goes to show the strength of the set that it took me putting the album on a couple of days after I saw him to realize, oh shit, he didn't play this. You know, and he, he finishes and he comes back on, you know, I'm going to say this now. I think we should be done with the encore. Just play the three songs. You don't need to go off. We all know what's happening. Just play the tunes, you know. And anyway, he comes back on and he, you know, he plays Sheila, Sticks and Stones and Zombie. Just three absolute bangers, you know, and that's his encore. There's bands out there who couldn't even, you know, dream of having three songs that good to play in their entire set, let alone have the confidence and the, the quality and body of work to save those three massive tunes to close the set. And I'll be, I'll be honest, uh, watching him at times with tears in my eyes, because it's just, I just find it really inspiring watching him, um, the music he makes, the way he does it. He, he is the biggest influence on me and my what I write, what I do with the bands, all, all that really. And he's big, I guess, in terms of like, you know, he's pretty well known. But, you know, I don't think he's going to be like arena gigs. So you're still seeing him in quite small venues. And even though he's this incredibly accomplished artist, you still don't think he's that far away from the from the kid with the Ian Jewelry poster in his shed, writing panic prevention, you know, struggling with his anxiety, struggling with his, with his own issues, but churning out this absolute masterpiece of a record like, I don't know, I suppose it's 15 years ago now, something like that. 
absolutely blown away. Honestly, think he's he's the greatest artist of my generation. He, he, I think he's one of the all time greats. I think he's he's up there with Ian Jory. He's up there with Joe Strummer. You know that level of inspirational, iconic. I don't know. You name it, he's it really. And it was amazing. You know, like I said before, it takes a lot to get me to a gig these days. But that was one that I got. I just this is going to be incredible, and it was. And I think he's amazing. And this is a real love-in. A uh, couple of things I just, just want to bring up, really, more of a general note about gigs, really. I'm, you know, I'm nearly 36 years old. I am so over people being smashed at gigs and getting pissed up. Each to your own. You've paid your money. Fine. Do what you like. But, you know, when the man himself is having to stop his gig because people are acting like twats and fighting in the gig and security having to get in the crowd to throw people out, like, get the fuck out of here, man. Give, just show, show some respect to, to the man, to everyone else around you. It's just, it's pathetic. It really is. It's part of the reason why it takes someone special to get me to a gig these days, I think. Um, because there's a lot that goes on that I can't really be doing with anymore. Um, and I do know that probably 10 years ago, I would have been one of those people who was pissed up. Hopefully not. Not hopefully. Definitely not one of the people starting fights and causing trouble, but I would have been, pissed up perhaps not giving the gig my full attention but I don't know it, it ain't a good look I don't think anymore um, and the other thing while I'm moaning who on earth thinks it's alright to charge 35 quid for a t-shirt a gig fucking hell give your head a wobble how how can how can a t-shirt cost more than the gig itself I sound old but t-shirts used to be a tenner hoodies were 20 quid that was it that was what it was, but that seems out of control. That seems too much. Um, and also, you know, tickets weren't exactly cheap. You know, there's a lot going on at the minute. But yeah, to be charging more for a t-shirt than than your gig itself, more so aiming that at the venue, I suppose. I don't think that's entirely uh, a decision. From what I understand, there is a markup on merch from the venue, and I don't know, maybe that's a. Uh, a trade-off to keep the gig prices manageable. I mean, you know, 35 quid, quite a lot, you know, for a Monday night, wet Monday night in Cardiff. But, yeah, just back to the man himself. and the, the band as well, I keep talking about him like it's just him, but the band was fucking incredible. One of the best drummers I've ever seen, and, you know, such a tight band. And I, I don't know how it goes, but considering, like I said, he kind of comes and goes as he pleases, you you wonder how much sort of time there is for them to be a band. You know, is it sort of like he disappears for three years and then six weeks before he wants to do the record, he's like, come on then, let's get around the house, let's learn these tunes. And if that is the case, and then they are one hell of a band. I mean, if they're practicing every day for those three years, they're one hell of a band. But yeah, quality, quality group of musicians. And, you know, he's just a king, and he? He's just, just waltzes in does his thing, and goes again. And I don't know if I'll ever see him again. And if I don't, fine. I've seen him twice now, and he's been amazing both times. And that's enough, really. I, if he does tour again, I probably would go and see him again. But if he doesn't, thanks for the memories. It's been great. Yeah, Jamie T. The greatest for me. Absolutely iconic. And that's all I've really got to say. This was only supposed to be five minutes, but uh, 
Thanks for listening. I'm going to knock together a little Jamie T playlist now to go out with this. Let Rob deal with the uh, ins and outs. He's, he's the man for that. So, yeah, thanks for listening. Catch us at the usual places, usual records. No, 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 hang on. The usual podcast provider at Records and Bands on the socials. Anyway, that's Sam. My little take on Jamie T's gig. That's Monday. Fucking croissants! <laughs> <laughs>